Welcome to Friday Night Conversations. So, conversations. Conversations. Before we start, guys, I've got a joke. That'll be funny. Are <laughs> you guys ready for this? <laughs> Shana is not right, <laughs> You are not allowed right. to tell jokes. <laughs> wow, you've been made Lucio more speak. Let's do this. Let's, let's get into it. Okay. It's going to be funny, Shana. Because if it's so funny, I'm leaving. I'm like just closing this thing. She is not allowed to tell jokes. Who signed off on this? <laughs> she signed off. She's hosting, so she can. Let's, let's hear it. You better be funny, Shannon. Let's do this. The black eyed peas can sing us a tune, but the chickpeas can only hum us. <laughs> Wait, the chickpeas can only what? Almost one. All right, let's 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 start. Let's start. Thank you, Shannon. Let's, let's get into this. Anna, it's funny. That was gold. That was gold. Thank you, babe. Thank you, babe. I found it. It took seven days to prepare this joke. <laughs> I'm, never gonna, I'm never gonna look at chickpeas the same again. <laughs> uh, okay. So today our topic chickpeas. <laughs> uh, today our topic yeah. is mental fortitude. Um, so for our listeners, just to give a basic understanding of what mental fortitude is, um, according to our website, uh, mental fortitude is defined <laughs> as the ability to focus on and execute solutions when in the face of uncertainty or adversity. So for example, if we break under pressure, if we lose patience with the process we're being challenged with, it can easily drive us to quit prematurely. So basically it is how we deal with pressure, how we, um, how we um, are able to find solutions and everything. So mental fortitude has basically been a concept that has been built around a managerial style and is often focused on personality traits and leadership and how in the business world people would want to solve problems. But today um, I'd like us to look at it in a more lifestyle view and how we can use this kind of concept in terms of how we face life's dilemmas, how we manage to face life under pressure and mm. basically how we do, how we can go in being more long suffering human beings, how we can build our resilience. So. I want to get um, you guys' input on this. Um, and basically, in the idea of resilience, for example, I'd like to give you a scenario. Say um, there's a storm and um, the nearest place of shelter is three kilometers away and the storm is heavy. But you can only see 100 kilometers, you can, not 100, you can only see 400 meters how do you get to that place of shelter? Do I have a raincoat or not? Because I don't want to get there with flu. <laughs> You've got a raincoat. All right. You've got yeah, all the just... equipment you have, but you can uh, only see 400 meters. And your place of shelter is three kilometers away. We'll take it 400 meters at a time. We'll get the bit by bit. Okay. Anyone else? I mean, yeah, just keep going forward because the, you can only see for a hundred meters everywhere you're going. 
But then if you've got all the equipment you need, I'll probably definitely use a compass because I'm not sure which direction I would be going if I can only see 400 meters. So, mm. yeah. Definitely. But yeah, it's simply just taking, like Adam said, you take, you take one step at a time because as you reach um, the end of your 100 meters, you always continue to be able to see the next 100 meters and go on and on and on and on. So that's yeah. the kind of um, resilience that, I'm, uh, that I'd like us to focus on. Does I want to get your guys' view on long suffering, both career-wise. Um, in fact, no, before we go there, just as individuals, personally, what is long suffering to you? This can be from a Christianity perspective because long suffering is also a fruit of the spirit. But what is long suffering to you guys? To be a long suffering um, person, the, the 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 ability to hang on and stay on. I think it's patience, extreme patience, mm. patience with humility. That's what I think it is. I like that. For me, it's high tolerance. Oh yeah. Must be mm. a person who's full of tolerance for you to. To, to, to be called a long sufferer. Mm. Or... Yes, Educators. <laughs> just right there. Just right there. Uh, 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 you just started. Just, just give us a deal, Coco. No, give us more. Give us. Before, before I start saying nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We'll suffer along with you. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, I think the, the, the contributions that were just given just covered it for me as well. Um, my, my view on it comes from both being able to endure and, and tolerate the certain situation that you're in, whether it's favorable or unfavorable. Uh, being able to to persevere and push through, and that that requires a lot of mental strength, huh? mental mm. um, ability to be able to control your emotions, keep a level head whilst you're going through all of that, and be reasonable as well. You don't want to react out of emotion. You want to react out of um, uh, intellect, knowledge, and uh, and reason, right? And all those things play a role in in long suffering, but also in being long suffering. But more importantly. They, they help you build your, your mental toughness or your, your mental fortitude. Show more babes. Huh? <laughs> what, what, what to you is being long suffering? <laughs> ah, long suffering. Um, I think it's almost related to what these guys have said, but then for me, um, I'd consider it like being in a situation and appreciating where you are, I guess. Because like there's the whole patience and everything, but then like as humans, we always just tend to compare ourselves or tend to complain about where we are because mm. we're not where we want to be and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's being in the situation and appreciating what you have in that situation. 
like um yeah i think just that like you are in a situation but then you appreciate what you have and you don't complain about what you're lacking so i think that's what i would say long suffering should be for me okay i have a bit of a question on that I'm not I'm I'm not trying to play devil's advocate or anything like that but uh, maybe I'm throwing a little thing in the wheel there. Um there are some situations though that you really cannot appreciate but you have to have the tenacity to hang on and go on. Mm. Um how then would you define long suffering in such a situation because uh, Lucia Mo's definition is very interesting and I'm not yeah. saying it's wrong or anything I'm not trying to attack it or anything but I've, it's just a very interesting thing because a lot of people that would define long suffering wouldn't necessarily appreciate talk about appreciation you get what I mean it's mm. more of accepting and tolerating not necessarily appreciating but for sure more because that's what she's explained I'd just like to hear an explanation on how then you would define would you would your definition still be the same in a situation which um <clears throat> in a situation that was not there was absolutely nothing for you to appreciate mm. well i um i gave my answer because certain life events that happened like this year just taught me like if you mm. can't because there's like certain things that you can't change right and people say, you know, God knows, I uh, won't understand it now, but later on in the future, you know why that happened or stuff like that. So for me, just to try, cause like, you know, just to try not to get like pretty anxious or just overthink things and everything. I'm just like, look, I can't change what has happened and I can't move myself from where I am right now, no matter how much I want. So. I try to look for the good through that situation. I try to be like, okay, look, even though this is happening, I have a roof over my hand. I'm sleeping on a bed. Um, I can still go to the cafeteria and get food. I have clean water to drink. So mm. I try to look for what I can be thankful for rather than complaining and crying and being heartbroken over what um, I don't have. Because then that just puts, you know, more stress, more anxiety, and it never gets better. That's just, just like in my situation, it never gets better for me. It really just makes things worse all the time. So, yeah, as a coping mechanism, someone told me, look, try to look for what's good. Yes, this bad thing has happened. Yes, this terrible thing has happened. Can you change it? No. If you have the ability to change it, try to change it. If you can't accept what it is and try to find the good that you can appreciate in it. So true, true. And yeah. do gratitude. I, I think being being a positive thinker is, is what you're talking about in every type of situation. I think, yeah, that's very true. Like it helps you to endure. Let's say whatever situation that you're going through is uh, comfortable for you. Oh, it's, it's not going the right way for you. But then because you are being positive in that particular time, you tend to to endure. You you tend to become more tolerant because you know this is this is just a passing phase. 
it's, it's not going to be there for long. Even if it's there for long, but I think it becomes mm-hmm. like a coping mechanism. I think that's what you're also trying to say. That's what I've understood. Yeah, and I'm not saying like I don't complain. I do, but then like I just found like, you know, it doesn't help me much. Like it really just makes things worse for me because then I start looking at there's so many things I don't have and like it really just gets bad. So then I just tried to find like maybe one or two good things that I'm really happy about and that I'm really thankful for and then hold on to that. And it really calms me down a lot. It avoids a lot of anxiety and everything. Just gets me like, okay, at least you have this. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and j- j- just to I build don't know that... If that answers your question more. Yeah, it does. It does. Okay. Yeah. Building that type of mindset that Shomo is talking about doesn't come natural to, to a lot of people. Um, something that you have to do by going against the grain. Our natural tendencies is to complain or look at ourselves as the victim. But shifting our mindset from that to, okay, what can I be grateful for in this situation takes a lot of mental strength. Um, it, it, you need to master your emotions. You need to be very objective with what you're, whatever situation you're going through and be able to look for the bright side whilst trying to look at the bigger picture in order to get through. Um, I think another element of like mental fortitude comes in when you're, when you're undergoing a lot of stressful conditions or a lot of pressure and, and, and you, you know, so maybe a scenario would be you're, you're working, right? Are you working for this specific promotion that you're, you're, you want to get at your job or wherever you are? And, and it takes, it's taking a serious mental toll on you. It's, it's a high pressure job, very high stressful, quite demanding, right? But yet you, you do everything possible to, to get through knowing that the end goal or the destination of the outcome will be worth it. And so, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people actually base the, the amount of uh, mental Pain ability they put into something. Yeah, they, they, the, the amount of mental ability they put in based on the outcome or how much they value what they're going to get out of this whole process, you get? So a lot of people would rather, if, if they know, hey, look, if I push on for the next two years on this, no matter how difficult it is, I'll have X at the end of the two years, right? They will endure that. But it becomes more difficult when we don't really see where we'll be within those two years or where we don't see that X factor at the end. We don't see that destination. It becomes quite difficult to get through that process. And that's where our, our, our mentality needs to kick in. This, this whole ability of being able to, to master yourself, control your emotions, control yourself, and, and really, really master all the mental strength that you have to get through that situation for however long it takes day by day. And I think that's, those are scenarios that actually test uh, our mental fortitude. But I don't know about you guys. Um, what, what, what do you guys think? Are these scenarios that you have where your, your, your mental strength is put to the test due to the longevity of whatever, you're, whatever process you're going through or whatever you're working towards or uh, working towards something indefinitely or working through something indefinitely? How do you What's the right word to phrase it? How then do you prep your mind to go through such a thing, especially when it's going to be quite demanding, quite taxing on your mental health? 
What do you guys do? How do you prep I your mind? For me, like I think Shomo, go ahead. Oh, I thought Moa had a question. I saw Shannon. No. And Mo. Okay, Shomo first, and then we'll go to Shannon. No, okay. I was saying, uh, I think just like you've mentioned, it's the how do you call it? I'd like to put it as the prize at the end. So um, it's like, you, you know what's waiting for you at the end. You know, like, okay, if I do this and blah, 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 when I get there, there's A, B, C, D. So for me, um, the pushing or the continuing to go on is because I know what's waiting at the end. So kind of like the reward system, like I know there's a reward for me after all this. So I'm okay with enduring whatever it is I have to endure now because I know the reward is going to be worth it kind of thing. So, yeah. So does knowing the reward change your mentality throughout the process? Oh, it would definitely change my mentality. Like depending on what the reward is or if the reward changes, then it, it would determine how much effort I'll put into whatever it is that I'm doing, how much effort and work I'll put into whatever it is that I'm doing. Could it also be uh, due to the amount of value you place on the, the reward you get? That affects how you, you get through it or the mentality that you use to get through it. So suppose the reward was like what? Sweets. You probably wouldn't take it as seriously as it would if it was something that you yeah. find to be quite valuable, right? So the, our value yeah. systems that we place in our minds affect our mentality throughout the process. And just a segue, just a segue before we go to Shannon. I think about, uh, I mean, we've got something trendy that we've all been watching over the past few weeks and we've been watching this whole blue therapy uh, thing on YouTube and, and looking at this couple. Uh, I, mean, I haven't watched it. From your comments, it's stressing you guys out. So Alan, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> Alan, okay, Shannon, to, sorry, Shannon, please take back. Now. We're getting to it just now. It's All cooking. Right. Don't worry. My apologies. My apologies. My and listen, what we're going on. We're going to inform you. Don't worry. We got no, you. But Shomo, you need to watch it. Like, you actually need to no, watch I, it. I know it's that's important. the thing, but I can't just get my heart to. Because you know the thing that gave it away? When Moore was just stressed, I was like, this girl can be throwing pots right now. And I'm like, ah, no. I'm not going to watch this. No, <laughs> today, <laughs> that, that, sure. I was throwing my pillow, but not, not the pots, but the pillow. But yeah. <laughs> Rushama, remember that time I was sitting on your bed and we were watching this guy tune out. It was Jamal tuning out Deborah about... What did he say? He's like, what do you bring to the relationship? What do you bring to the table? Yeah, what do you bring to the table? That's... That is it. See, so Deborah pisses me off, and then she starts asking. That's rude. Don't ask me that. You know what? Anyway, yeah, it's so getting my BP high. That's why I can't watch it. But Alan, you so, were saying? No, sorry, Shannon. You need to uh, differentiate the Deborahs. We've got a Deborah here, and then the Deborah you got. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, they're about to put <laughs> your down. name. It's yeah, you. they're about to put your name in the mud here. Shannon, please. <laughs> De okay, Jamal. Like, you're too sensible for that nonsense. Jamal has her Deborah, so let's just call her Deborah. Yeah, but you need, I think, for our listeners, Shannon, you need to differentiate who is who and okay. who we're referring to when. So no, Deborah, Deborah is my temptation. Group. She's the tempi. 
Our own is called Deborah, but the one who therapy, Debra. It's Deborah. Technically, okay, that's a discussion for another day. Mm -hmm. It's the same. They spell it the it's same. It's the same thing. But Deborah, you, get so, you used to be in touch when we would call you Deborah. It's not Deborah, it's Deborah. So no. no, no, you have it wrong. It's no, she always used to say it's Deborah. Yeah, oh, really? it's not the boring friend. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Sorry. But anyway. The bottom line is, think your friends know you, can't you? They don't even know your name. I switched them, Deborah. I switched them, Deborah. I'm so sorry, Deborah. I switched them. Okay, Deborah. I think no. Partially, Debs are the one to. In these brackets, uh, Debs, partially, yeah. yeah, 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 the one to blame. You didn't correct us, Debs. We went on for many years calling you Deborah. You know, she gave up. Deborah. You didn't. Like, she yeah, gave up. Tell her. Listen, she have won a T-shirt. You have to know how to pick your battles. You know, people were trying, as if you know, were the ones who were naming you. Actually, this mm. is your name. Okay. So sometimes you just, you know, look, you know, the thing is, sometimes yeah. you just used to do it to annoy her, but then it actually stuck. So, oh, then you have bad friends, Deborah. They, they, they evangelized the wrong uh, pronunciation of your name. Um, so yeah, I used to call her Debs. I used to call her Debs. That was my nickname for her because it was the easiest way to avoid all this shakara chaos. I guess that's what segue to I even Deb, she was crying. Deb, she cries. Deborah, no. Deborah, no. No. All right, guys, we are being Zambian <laughs> about this whole situation. We began with one discussion. Let's allow Shannon to take us back. Thank you. Alan, when are we not Zambian about things? Just asking. But anyway, we just Shannon left to end up in PFN, UPND number. So let's just get back really? to Mentor 42. Uh -uh. No go area, please. Please. Thank please. you. Yeah, no go area. Shannon. Some of us need Shannon. to keep it to sit down. Shannon, oh, please take over enough. your conversation. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I'm stopped. Okay. Well, this episode will be cancelled. Huh? It's not the hit to your maps of song. <laughs> Let's continue. Just a side note, guys. I'm actually eating a watermelon. Oh, we didn't hear that. <laughs> we didn't hear that. Let's go. We abstain no, from no, politics no. here. <laughs> Shannon, please All right. take so, your conversation. I think. Um, especially what Lushon has been talking about when it comes to appreciating where you are and everything that speaks to the idea of resilience. So, so far as you guys have discussed, the definitions that we've talked about for long suffering is patience, tolerance, the ability to endure, have some kind of mental strength. And as Lushon has said, um, appreciating where you are. And um, yeah, I think it's when it comes to, as Alan had said, um, when you're in such tough situations. I wanted to focus on, especially the times in our lives that we are as youth. Um, a lot of us are in a transition of our lives where we may be working right now. We may be waiting for work. We may be transitioning to find out what are we doing later on. We might still be in school. Each of us here on this podcast are in different situations. So I wanted to find out from you guys and also in terms of the fact that our listeners may also be going through different situations and similar situations to each one of us. What kind of, because to be honest, 
all of this is easier said than done. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. It's a whole lot more easier said than yeah. done. Go ahead, Alan. For days, yeah. Yeah, for days. I just wanted to give a scenario. Like, um, uh, when I started working, my first three months were, were, were wild. Um, they were really crazy. You, you know, there are times where you think, like, what, what am I even doing this for? You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how where our listeners are, but uh, what kind, I'm, I'm kind of working in Thailand. So the first three months of your job, it's probation, right? So you're earning less than what you'd actually earn as a full-time employee, right? So, but during that time as well, you're, you're learning the job. Learning the job is hard, number one, because in uni, you, you, you collect skills, you, you get tool set that you need to be able to conquer whatever field you want to get into. But then when you start working, you're now learning that specific job, with that specific organization where you are. And also depending on your plans and goals and ambitions for yourself or where you're gonna see yourself within that quarter, uh, you can outline some plans and say, okay, by the end of this quarter, I wanna be at X level in terms of my growth. And so you've got people around you that will push you to that growth. And so I, my boss pushed me, like he, he pushed me hard. I, it was quite difficult during that, it was quite hard. There were, there were moments I'd wake up and be like, yeah, do I really want to go back to work? Do I? I might know. But it, it was it was difficult. It was very difficult. I think the first month was hard. Mm-hmm. Learning this, there's so much to learn. Uh, so little time. There's just never enough time. And then you wake up again. You got to do this and do that. And you know, work has no semester breaks. There's no, no three, two months off for the summer. There's nothing like that. Oh. So it's every day indefinitely, right? We're waiting for a public holiday or things like that. But I, I worked hard. Um, I, I, I put in the work. I had to change my mentality. Um, there are a lot of things I had to unlearn, right? Because, uh, I mean, I came out of uni, first class uh, degree. I'm on top of the world. And now you get to this place where you know nothing and someone's driving you to, to grow. I didn't see the good during that time. But when I look back at it now, it was worth it. Um, to a certain extent, I wish my boss, my boss drove me even harder to, to help me get to where I am now. Um, but at some point during that time, I had to switch my mind and say, hey, look, the only reason why these people are driving me so much is because they see something in me and he wants to get that out of me. Uh, what? And removing A, B, C, D, right? But that's if you have someone that really cares for your growth as well. Um, yeah. So that's the experience that I had. I, I had to switch up my mentality halfway through and be able to fight through the clutter, figure out how to do these situations and grow. And yeah, I think I'm so much better. If we spoke to my boss, I think he'd be able to testify as well on, on the growth that he's been able to see from the first time I joined till now. Yeah. But someone had something to say just now. Someone said hi. Oh, Deborah, I think had um, yep. she was Deborah, 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 Deborah. So, I also what I want you guys to touch on as you continue to share your experiences, the aspect of risk because these are all frightful situations that we jump into. Like Alan, how you've stepped into the business world and everything, it's stepping out of your comfort zone. Like you said, you had been in a classroom situation you're on top of the world and then you jump into the working world and it's out of a completely new environment so if any of you guys have more situations to share on like how you deal with um these situations or transitions that we're going through where you have to practice the idea of long suffering long suffering and resilience also consider the idea of risk anybody else 
I mean, I'm personally not a person who likes taking risk too much. I love risk to a certain extent, but not that much. Um, with that though, I still try my very best to come out of my comfort zone simply because um, then I get to grow a little bit. Mm. And sometimes that fear and adrenaline that comes with it is actually addictive to an extent. So I do find myself doing some of these crazy things, just good crazy things, just because I feel like I will be able to grow and learn out of it. But there are situations where I have found myself, um, uh, I found myself having a situation where I tried the risk and it turns out not the way I wanted it to turn out. And because I'm such a planner, Okay, I'm not a planner, that's a lie. But because when I put something in my head that it should be like this and I envision it to be like that and then it turns out not to be like that and it's a completely opposite, messed up, terrible situation, then that's when now I have to practice the art of long suffering and enduring regardless. Now, I will complain, I'm not going to lie. I complain a lot during the, 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 the situation because I am a pessimistic person. And though that may not come off is great to a lot of people, but for me, it kind of grounds me and helps me to be more realistic about a lot of the things I find myself in. Um, so to an, in a weird way, that helps me in my long suffering, in a very weird way, that helps me because then after I finish complaining and being pessimistic and all stuff, then I, I've cleared out all the negative stuff and I've talked about all the bad stuff. Now all that's left is the good stuff. And I'm like, okay, you know, but there's this, there's that, there's that. So let's work with what we have. Mm. So for you, it's venting. That helps. It sounds like, sounds like yeah. she's just going through the the motion. It's good to to um, what's the word to to process your emotions. Oh. I feel you might not really like it. That's the truth. It's hard. Uh, you might not enjoy it, and it's very important to process it and be to process those feelings and be honest with yourself on how you feel about it and then be able to, to tackle that challenge or that specific uh, situation head on, realistically knowing where you stand, how you feel about it and working on those feelings to ensure that you're able to get through that process with a healthy mind on your head. Because if you don't deal with those feelings, you're probably gonna have mental health issues as you continue uh, through that situation. Oh. Yeah, and that's what, what and Alan said is actually really true. Yeah. Oh, continue more. Oh, I was saying like what Alan said is actually really true because if you don't deal with those things, the, the whole getting yourself into mental health issues is real. I mean, most recently I can recall, I think all our listeners now know that I am jobless and job hunting. <laughs> so um, if you have any jobs, please we're on the hunt for one in public health guys public health stuff entry and level she, thing and she's a boss so <laughs> yeah but um most recently i can remember i think the the time that we did the recording for the the the, the self self-esteem session um i can remember having just come out of deep, deep depression like not the greatest place to be in extreme anxiety and all that stuff because I couldn't begin to see the positives from the situation that I was in. And I was just negative, 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 negative all the way that 
it I ended up hurting myself because then that was also affecting my ability to be long suffering in the situation. So yeah, what I want to say is is like true. Sorry, can I just say um what Mo was saying? Okay, no, never mind. I was gonna say negative like my COVID test results. <laughs> but anyway. Shannon. What? I am back today, guys. It's a good thing. Anyway. And Shamo, go ahead. Shamo, you want Don't make to me say. throw you in the bin. <laughs> Shamo, go ahead. I was going to ask, uh, you said something about like confronting the, I don't know, I don't know if it's Alan or Mo who was saying something about don't don't fight the Alan, is it true or Mo? I don't know. I say you've, you've got to to, to deal with the feelings that you're, you're, you're feeling whenever it comes. Because sometimes this thing can be hard. It's not easy to get through it and you can't always put on a brave face. You ought to be able to deal with the emotions that you're feeling and then from there work on to uh, getting yourself back to that mental state that you need to be able to get through that situation. Yeah, but then I was going to ask, what if you're a person that just finds it easier to just not deal with things Leave them hanging. That's not healthy. Not leave them hanging, but mm-hmm. how do I put it? Not confront them or push it aside. Yeah, not confront them. That's not healthy. Not confront well, them. That's not healthy. That's probably that's, that's the reason black. why a lot of people find themselves in that deep dark hole because there's a lot of push, push, push away mm-hmm. and not dealing with with the emotion or the feeling. If you're if you're angry, let it out. If you're happy, express it. If you're sad, cry. If you have to cry, if that's your way of being expressive about your sadness. Of course, let it be positive expressions, guys. Like if you're sad and killing people is the way you can let go of your sadness. I you need help. That's like a different <laughs> level of mental health issues, you know? But we're talking of people who are like the, I don't want to say normal, but we're dealing with the the healthy ones, society norm of, mm. of mental health issues, <laughs> like the, the, the not so bad ones. Um, I think you, you really need to, to learn, somebody who's in that situation really needs to learn or go get help on how to deal with these emotions or, or how to express these emotions more because that in the long run could end up being one of your biggest, actually, it might just be the reason why you are most probably depressed, anxious, um, not seeing your situation the best that you could because you have so many other things from other situations that you never got to express, just pushed under a rug. So now that we've basically looked at it from a career, the idea of mental fortitude from a career perspective, um, I wanted to also look at it in terms of relationships. So I believe we, as stated before, there's patience, tolerance, and just mental um, strength and appreciating where you are. But I believe that we are all aware with the current happenings that have been um, on social media and particularly YouTube with the series called Blue Therapy. 
and the idea of a particular couple named Chioma and Paul. And first of all, I know we've been really wanting to dive into this whole topic, but also at the end of it, I want you guys to think about whether you would want to be in that situation. At what point would you call it quits? My friend, I'm living him. He doesn't even want to eat African food. <laughs> he thinks just because he's living in the UK. Now. Please, I don't even want your man is still doing sitting on that chair. The moment he spoke that nonsense, you know, just stand up and walk. You know what? It's even giving me BP. But did anyway. You, did you finally watch it though? It's no, I didn't. But I saw a clip. I saw a clip and all are going to. Say again, babes. You're breaking. breaking. Okay, I think I understood, I understood what your question was. Um, the idea, okay, firstly, the idea that, for example, the two of them um, have been through a three-year relationship and have gotten to the point of going through therapy. It means it's, it's a long-term relationship. They've really wanted to work on it and everything. But looking at that example, I wanted to hear you guys' comments and also understand at what point would you call it quits? Quits in the relationship? Yes, of course. Bye. Peace out. Oh, okay. I don't know. Anyway, uh, can I talk? Or anyone else? Go ahead. Because me, I haven't really watched this, but I've seen, I've seen clips. Um, yeah, so I've seen clips of um, some of the, okay, it's not an interview, some of the therapy station thing. So most of the clips, the first one that I saw was where he doesn't want to have sex with her anymore, kind of. And then another clip that I saw was where he was shouting at her for um, the way she makes the African food kind of thing uh, about calculating calories and everything. And she was saying, you know, you eat donuts, you eat ice cream. I can't calculate these things. But anyway, from what I saw for those two, from those, like the few clips I've watched, those two clips and like a few others. Um, <sighs> it's not going to work. It's not going to work because... Paul has clearly changed. He's no longer couched. Couch, Alan, help me with the English. Just try to express yourself. We will fix it as you go. Couch. Uh, he's no longer rooted um, with his culture, the way she is, I guess. Mm-hmm. So she she wants to carry on the whole I'm Nigerian traditional kind of thing, but he he doesn't even want that. You know, he's like, I come home and she's playing Afro beats. What kind of music is that? We're not in a club, you know. Like, what what kind of nonsense is that? I'm like, you are Nigerian though. It's like me coming home and my boyfriend is playing Zambian music, and I'm like, what kind of street music is that? Mm. So I think they are both on very different pages like yeah. very, very different, even the way they are viewing. Mm-hmm. And I think in my opinion, they've just really grown apart. 
Um, <clears throat> I wanted to also add, um, not necessarily, because apart from that particular episode that's kind of caught on to everyone, everyone's attention, sorry. Um, the episodes before, there are certain points in time where the therapist kinds of like, try, kinds of, kind, kind of, kind of tries to understand how things have changed. You know, like, so she asks, what was your, what were things like before you guys moved in together? Because it seems like that point in time is where things started to like become difficult. And it's just like interesting because like for relationships that last that long, things change. People become different. People change as well. So um, yeah, just seeing how for her, for, for Chioma's point of view, for her, four has changed a lot. And like, it's not, he's no longer romantic. He's no longer the guy he used to be and stuff like that. Would you guys even, would you guys try to fix it the same way she's been trying in therapy? Or would you just be like, mm, sad, peace out. You're, you're, you've got attitude. I don't, I don't like it. I mean, look, change, change, change always oh, okay. happens, right? There's always going to be change. People are not supposed, if you're staying stagnant, if you're the same way you were 10 years ago, three years ago, two, one, you have a problem. You need to grow up. You need to change, right? So people always change. But then I feel like um, the ability of two parties in a relationship um adapting to each other's change is something that's really important. And if you set clear boundaries or clear um, intentions, and maybe intentions not the word, but what I want to say is if you've made it pretty clear that this is what you're looking for in a relationship, long-term goals, clear ones have been set. Mm. So despite the change, I don't think you should struggle then with that. If the change is so drastic to a point that it is off the tangent that you guys wanted to be on when you started off, then there's a problem. In the case of Chioma and uh, Paul, it's crazy. It's, it, this is not just change in, 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 in how he used to buy her flowers and then he no longer buys her flowers. This is change in personality. His mm. whole being has changed. He's no longer, the, he's rude. He's, arrogant he's narcissistic all those words that's mm. what he is mm. and it's not it's not the good kind of change that you so to say welcome i mean i give you my hand for trying her very best to stay three years in this relationship <laughs> mm. but she does say that she only started seeing these the real him when she moved in with him about what six months ago or something um six correct months. me if i'm wrong Yes. Yeah, she only began to see this change about six months ago, which is something she would never have seen if she hadn't moved in with him. But now that she's seen it, I don't know. Are, are you are you intending to to stay married to this person? Because you're you're not even his wife yet, mm. and he's already treating you like this. Then when you become the wife, it's a done deal. It's a, it's a process for you to get a divorce. It's so lengthy. So what? what the more you stay the more dragging it is. So I don't know. Change, yes, it's, it's, it's something that should happen. But if it is away from that which you want or that which you're looking for, then eh, maybe it's just best to call it quits. I mean, Bill and Melinda are divorced because they changed. Yeah. Debs? 
He cheated. He didn't change. He cheated. You think so too, right? It's the same thing. It's the same thing, it's the same thing girl. Change brings Alex. about different things. It's good change or bad change. Somebody uh, changed and somebody did something. No, no. That's that that that. very different. different. This Cheating guy has been in change the beginning. Different. Yeah. I, I agree. What? What? Wait, Deborah, are you done? That's what you wanted to say. No, what I wanted to say is it doesn't make sense. You know, like there's, um, like, one more thing, there's a no one stays the same forever. Mm-hmm. Your experiences change, your environment change, and that influences you as a person. Mm-hmm. However, he's just like he's just ah. yeah. You've got like, no words, right? Words to describe him. <laughs> you have no he words. Has, he has not, it doesn't even have to do with change. He's just. He's a coward, man. Like, I just, like, I don't even know how to explain. Yeah, like, watching him, yeah, like, I... But like, Let me put it for you I properly. I don't understand what she's holding on to. Yeah, His bald head. Oh, no, I forgot. The beard. For nothing. You are suffering for no reason. This guy clearly doesn't respect you. He has like mm-hmm. clear like trust issues with you. Like he constantly belittles you. He doesn't even attempt to see things from your point of view. There is no reasoning. You've been afraid to have a discussion with him because you're afraid of how he's going to react. Like he's that's so not self-centered. Do you really it's all about want him. to bind yourself to that? Hmm. Like, girl, pick up the pieces and keep it put. And she's so pretty. She is. I, I, I don't, like, I don't under, What are you fighting for? Is just what I want to know. Like, what is it? Like, beans. No. You can eat beans. No, when you fight, they, and then it's okay to fight for relationship, but it, like, both of you have to be fighting for it. Yeah. Because yeah. if it's just one person, it's a losing battle. You're not going to win that fight. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. that's all I have to say about that. Shomodrizi. Yeah, I'm kind of with Deborah on the hitched part. I think Paul mm-hmm. is, you know, um, how do I put it? Shioma is that girl that you know she she makes the home, uh, a home. You know, she'll cook the food, she'll clean the house, she'll keep everything in place. She's a Lushomo. Huh? She's a you. You, me, if it, I would have thrown him out a long time it's ago. It's true. Actually, I would have moved down a long time ago. I don't have time for nonsense. I do that, <laughs> yes, but at least appreciate me. The way he treats her, nah, that's nonsense. I was going to kiss, but then we have Pastor Alan on the call. So, uh, but excuse anyways. you. So, we have who? <laughs> what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, his bronchitis are so cold. You know the thing that gave it all for me? The fact that he does not want to sleep with her. Like, guys, sex is on primary needs for men. If he's not sleeping with her, he's definitely doing it somewhere else. Like, or no doubt gay. about it. You can't have a beautiful woman in your house. He's gay. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's gay. I agree with more. Yeah. So it's one of those two. She just needs to find out which one. But the thing is, like the first say, he's 
like he he doesn't appreciate I her and i feel like from the few clips that i've seen she's really trying like you know mm. she's trying it's like you know let me make my man like you know an african meal let me do what bro comes home what ghetto music is this he comes home he's like what kind of food is mm. this eh, shiny shiny calories you're telling me pepper soup and ice cream which one has more calories That's my friend fun. someone needs to go and dip that bone head of his in the toilet <laughs> to learn a lesson <laughs> but anyway, guys, I'm just um, saying, Shioma needs to up and leave because Paul is not appreciating her efforts. I think he likes the idea of coming home to a clean house and things in order because she did that, but he's enjoying his life somewhere else. Mm. So, she, and because, yeah. like, you see the part where he gets upset when people compliment her, but mm. he never complains. Implemented mm. her when she wore the dress. Mm. Like I wore the dress, I left the house with you. You literally said nothing. I go out and you know a guy will be like, "Oh, you look nice. Thank you very much. At least you noticed." My man that I wore it for did not notice, and then he wants to come and get hurt or upset because someone else. Look, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do to your woman, someone else will do it for you. It's that simple. And so, better. Yeah, and he's and he's gonna do it better. So Paul, Paul just needs to calm down. Like you're not complimenting me. Someone compliments me, you are. Please, I don't know. See, this is what I'm saying. I don't even want to watch the whole thing, because even just from the clips, and just from talking about the stress, the BP, if you feel like you need the knife, such so just shoot directly on his head and give him a smoke cut somewhere on his forehead. I agree. To knock sense into that medulla or blangata or something. <laughs> but then but then when it comes I think when it comes to bringing it back to the whole idea of long suffering would you then say Chioma is long suffering in her relationship or she's just really tolerant? Because it's it, from the definition that's we've given of it's stupid, that's not tolerant, <laughs> long term, that's stupidity in its highest form. <laughs> no, but then, like, how do I put it? You know, like the way we say things when we are not in situations, it would probably be different when you're the person in the situation. And I feel like at this point, what Chioma needs most is her friends. If her friends can't help her see these things like you know the things that are going on and stuff then there's a problem there because sometimes okay like she's it seems not as though she can things. see them it seems as though she sees the yeah. problems she's she able to pinpoint when it started she's able to pinpoint exactly what the problems are but she's still staying so yeah, is that being long suffering is that being accepting is... is that being tolerant the thing is when is your boyfriend stupid. even though you see the bad things you try to find an excuse as to why they are the way they are. Nope. Nope. Not can never be me. Never. I did that once. I did never. But then for some girls, so probably Chioma is in that situation. She's like, okay, look, Paul does this, Paul does this. But then she's like, okay, maybe something happened to cause that. Let's go for therapy. Because if it was someone else that I'd just be like, you know what, dude, keep your house. I'm out. Like, I know I'm a good woman. I'll find someone. Someone will find me, whichever one. But she's probably like, okay, this happened, this happened. But let's try to see where the problem came from.
<laughs> oh, she can okay. unmute herself. Okay. Yeah, so just that um, in a lot of these situations, females, sometimes even guys, don't actually understand their worth and sometimes don't really see the fact that there are better opportunities out there. They're kind of like stuck into that one situation because they think that's it. That's their prize or that they should make it work because that's kind of what they've been with for so long. But yeah, um, and then Alan, you had asked the tying in with long suffering. I think from what, especially what Deborah was saying, like she was stupid. It kind of, it seems like sometimes it works the opposite way when it comes to long suffering and resilience in careers versus when it comes to relationships and our love life. Because um, in this example that we've given with Choma and Paul, over the span of time, he changed, one party changed, and it wasn't in the most positive way. And as Moa mentioned as well, change is good, but if it's to a negative aspect, then maybe it's not that good of an idea to keep on going with something. It's not that good of an idea to fight for something when another person doesn't even see it that way any longer. In terms of health relationships also, moving away from Chioma and Paul, because we've seen the negative side of when you should actually call it quits, when long suffering should not apply. Because I think we all agree, if those two were to go on and get married, yeah, it would be another story. What- mm, I can put the photo of Shima on him in the night. <laughs> oh, sorry. This is a violent Paul. I think he's been bunkered a hundred times now. <laughs> probably just lost a client and accidentally shave that beard. those clients you people but yeah um what what pieces what what would you guys say it's too late your boy it's always too late, too late. what would over. you what would you guys say to the positive aspects of long suffering within relationships like what when you see something is worth fighting for when you see a relationship is worth fighting for and the storms come and like i said at the beginning you can only see for 100 meters or like you've got three kilometers to go and you can only see 100 meters what what then do you do when you see in a relationship this is it this is the one i want to be with Do you guys understand the question? No. Okay. What do you do in your in a, in terms of a positive relationship? Moving from Choma and Paul, you're in a positive relationship when you see you're with the one that you love. And looking again at the idea of long suffering and the example or the story I had given before, that you can only see three kilometers. You can you your goal is you have to your place of shelter is three kilometers. So in this sense you see this person like walking down the aisle with them or like dying with them or whatever, not in a bad way. And you're having problems. Bring old together. Yeah, bring, thank you, Alan, <laughs> dying together. Mm. Um, it's a little negative. Ish. You're having problems. Yeah. What would you guys say to that kind of long suffering? What do you do in those situations where it's just, there's, the storm is hard, it's, it's a storm, but you can only see so far. Best is to work together. 
and get through it together. Um, like the what can bring about problems is when you look at each other and point fingers as to who's the cause of the storm. Sometimes it can be something external or something internal between the two of you. Um, but if you don't point fingers, if you look at the situation objectively in the in in well with the focus of coming out of the situation together. I think it will help you meet those 400 meters at a time. That's you taking it one meter at a time, every 400 meters until you get to your, to your destination, which is the three miles away. Um, I think that's a key. That's a key part. Being able to understand one another, and once you're doing it, it won't even feel like long suffering. Uh, that's the, the 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 cool thing about it. Maybe other people have got different experiences, but it doesn't feel like long suffering. It doesn't feel like it's a job. It doesn't feel tedious. Right, as you're working through it, because of the amount of value that you place on it, you really want this individual and you want what's best for you and them and us in the relationship ultimately. And so um, working together to get through the situation is key. Well, yeah. Anyone else? Sorry, Lushomo, did you understand the question this time? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Confidence, huh? Ah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think so. So you're going through issues with the love of your life. No, like I got it. I got it. I got it. Um They're digesting it. Yeah, okay, like I'm thinking, I think somewhere uh in one of the last recordings or something, more mentioned uh, something about how um, you set goals at the beginning of the relationship, kind of, I guess. Oh. And um, even though people change along the way, the, the main goal doesn't change, you know, like, you know, the reasons why you want to be together and everything. But um, I think in my opinion, relationships are not easy and for me i think um you have to put work into them the moment someone stops putting work I, like both of you both parties have to work for the relationship the moment one person stops working for it it becomes um it can strain the other person because then they have to take the load of two and I'm not saying, like, I know sometimes, like, not everyone is, like, at 100%. So, like, okay, I'll give an example of one, Alan, because, like, they're the couple we have here, right? So, let's say Alan is, like, at 20% today. Moore is going to have to pick up the 80% and put it in the relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, it switches sometimes. Like, you need to support each other and everything. But even with Alan being at 20% and stuff, it doesn't mean he has to stop or like give up on the relationship and stuff. I don't know if what I'm saying is making sense, mm-hmm. but yeah. So both parties need to work for the relationship in order for it to work because you have goals. It's just like a company. For you to succeed, you all have goals that you've set and everyone is supposed to put their part, pitch in their part for things to get to where they want to go. But then like in a relationship, the moment one person stops working, then the load is just on one person. And um, I feel like the moment you stop working for something, that's the moment it starts dying. 
Like the moment you stop watering your flowers, they'll die for sure. That's no question. So for relationships, um, it's just work. Like you gotta work for them. It's it's not easy and it's not hard either. But if you stop working for it, then it's not gonna work. So yeah. yeah definitely work out. but then there's times when you definitely need to know when to let go in situations where you're disrespected you're being abused and all that stuff there's nothing for no it's to work for it no maybe it's because there was a boy in the shima that's why he slapped me what like don't make excuses for someone mistreating you in as much as you're supposed to work for relationships um value value yourself the way you want your partner to value you kind of thing i don't know but like you should have a certain amount of value if your partner respects you and stuff they shouldn't someone who loves you is not gonna be putting you through pain for what if anything they should be there to you know lessen your burden help you get through things so Mm. in as much as relationships need like you need to work for it there is a certain point when if you're being disrespected or abused, uh, you need to step out because we don't want to lose you just because, no, I love this person. I'm going to work for it. Every night he comes back, he's beating you. No, 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 no. And abuse happens like even to men, you know? So, yeah. Um, before I, I think I've talked too much. Before, I, oh, okay. Deborah, go ahead. Deborah. Deb, excuse me? Deborah, go ahead. Alan, <laughs> beef. <laughs> Deborah, please. Go ahead. Beef, um, going back to what um, Lucia Mo was saying, sometimes, like, it, it, it doesn't have to be toxic behavior involved in the situation. Sometimes you can come together and then you can realize you're, you're going down two different paths. Yeah. You can't the relationship comes to like a natural end. It could be a situation where like you're just on two different pages. There's nothing necessarily wrong with the other person or you. It's just that, you know, it, it's, not, it's not meant to be. So I think that also as you are suffering, long suffering, practicing patience in a relationship, I think it's also important for you as an individual to be honest with yourself and honest with the other person enough to, so that you are aligning, you know, your trajectory. Cause like, even for the same Paul dude, I'm sure somebody would fancy him the way he is, you know? I find it hard to believe, but somebody, you know, there's somebody for everybody. So like the change in which he's talking about, maybe it could be simply, it could be something where it's like simply, they want different things from life. He seems to want like a, like a housewife type of situation where she's trying to be like a lady boss and it's kind of intimidating the brother. So maybe it's, it's, there's nothing necessarily wrong with him, but like the combination of the two of them together makes him just look like, you know, like a bad dude. Not necessarily because he's bad. It's just not working or vibing between the two of them. That's all I wanted to say. Glad you brought that up. So are you saying he very, needs very, to be paired legit. with a person like Deborah? Well, Since they might not even be a good fit, maybe. They might not even be a good fit, but 
he needs to find the individual that he'll mesh with. No, because like Deborah is more of a, you know, uh, she wants the man to do everything, and Paul is more like, you know, he, we, he doesn't we, want his woman to do much. So we, we can't tell. We we haven't seen those two together. I mean, based off the information that we have in therapy, we can't really come to a conclusion that those two work together. I think we should suggest but, that Alan, you know, no, but suggestion uh, in the comments. <laughs> I don't think it would be read, but yeah, I, I like the point Deborah, uh, Deborah brought up. Uh, it was very valid. Thanks, Debs. Um, before, um, uh, uh, wait, oh, sorry, Shannon, before you go, I have a question for the point that uh, okay, the point that my temper raised this whole calling you Deborah thing is going to take some time to stick, but um. Like you were saying, like there's sometimes where you just uh, grow apart, kind of thing. Like you, you, you both find yourselves on separate paths. But then, like, how? Okay. Like, I don't even know how to finish this question because, like, at the beginning of the relationship, you talk about things, right? And you talk about like your goals and all that stuff and what. So you know where you both are going and stuff. So what, what do you think causes the growing apart? Because I feel like to be in a relationship in the first place, you, you both are like kind of on the same page with things and stuff like that. So what do you think causes the whole, no, we just grew apart kind of thing? Time. A lot of time. And also people aren't the same as they used to be. What I was going to say was um, someone once told me that the people that we um, are when we begin a relationship isn't always going to be the people that we end up with three or seven years down the line because objectives are allowed to change. We're all human beings. So what we may see as our future goals as individuals might shift or change. Our personalities or traits might shift or change because at the end of the day, we're human beings. And it's expected, but at the same time... Um, yeah, time time plays a big part of it. Because, for example, if you're dating your high school sweetheart, he's not going to be the same person he is three or four years down the line. People grow up, they mature differently, they might not mature at all. And so it's just part of, I think it's just growth. People change over time. Okay. Uh, who went first more Deborah? I think I think what causes can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying I think what causes people to grow apart. The biggest thing for me is communication. Because like we've I think we've all come to agree. Um, change is inevitable. It will come. People will change. But communicating those changes is very excuse me, is very, very important. Um, I think it matters a great deal. Just if you don't like, you see, like for Paul, for instance, if he doesn't like pepe soup anymore, he should have communicated that, right? Mm. And that's just an example. But so many times in our relationships, we tend to assume, which is a very big no, 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 no. And assume that. Assume. Yes. Sorry. Exactly. 
we tend to assume that this individual is like this or we think we know this person completely and yet that's not the case. So the assumptions we make tend to bring about tension, especially if it is not communicated then by the other party saying or the other partner saying, hey, look, um, why would you think this, this, or that, that, that I would say this, or I would do this, or I'm capable of A, B, C, D, F, G, right? Um, if that's not communicated, then that becomes a problem as well, because then the other one who's assuming does not know that that's an assumption and it's a false one, and they keep at it, and you keep changing as another partner or as the other partner, and, you know, it just gets to a point where now that's where the time comes in, which, which is what Shannon said, then time comes in. You've not communicated this thing for a very long time. It's piling up. Before you know it, you're two completely different individuals. Instead of you growing together, your parallel lines, they're just going straight, but you're never going to meet. Those are parallel lines. But right? you're 90 yeah. degrees off. You're, you're just never an angle. ever going to meet. But you will keep growing as individuals. You will keep going, but you're never meeting. And that's what happens when there's no communication. That's what, that's what I think is the biggest reason why people end up growing apart and also bringing other people into your business. Because this is a relationship between you and an individual, not you, you and one person, not you, your bestie and your partner, or you, your mom and your partner. You know, it is you and your partner. The two of you are the ones growing together as a couple. Any other comments before we close up? No, none here. None here. All right. Um, so one last thing I'd like to just um, end with is basically what we've looked at, which is career-wise and relationship-wise. And on the same um, site that I got the definition from, um, is ways to actually achieve mental fortitude. And I think these apply in both aspects. So the first way is to define, in a career aspect, define your win or define your goal. Where are you going? What you want to be? Um, and I think as we've discussed, and as more you had said earlier, when you start dating, you need to define your goal. Um, what is the point of us being together? Where are we heading to? Are we just playing, playing here? Or are we actually seeing a future together? type of thing. And the same goes for our career paths. The second thing is um, failure. Um, accepting the failures, the, accepting failure along the road and basically using it as a roadmap. And those same situations we find ourselves in where we're under pressure, um, we use that for the next situation when we know how to handle things and basically again, practicing the idea of long suffering, long suffering and resilience, being more patient and being more, having a better, high, higher tolerance, tolerance for these things. Um, and the last one that I think is very important to us as individuals um, is self-evaluation, especially in relationships. When or how often do we stop? Um, and especially again on the idea of communication, how often do we stop and actually look at ourselves, find out what we can improve, what can be done um, in, within our relationships. How can we improve certain things? Has there been something that's bothered you um, or your partner? And how can you work on that? And do you, you don't like Jalof anymore? Okay, right. I'll do meal preps for you, babe. 
all right you can eat beans so yeah those are just some of the ways um that i looked at in terms of ways to achieve mental fortitude of course like we had said said sorry said earlier sorry um, um it's all easier said than done a lot of the stuff yeah. we discuss is all easier said than done. say again but yeah um it's just here for guidance as a roadmap to basically understand and bring these things to light but yeah any other comments guys before we go what is it thanks yeah thanks Shannon, for holding it down today really interesting really interesting discussion thank you hope you guys yeah. enjoyed and to our listeners, thank you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Friday Night Conversations. Conversations. <laughs> Who's next? Someone needs to throw a pot at foreheads. <laughs> like, <laughs> a big apology. We, we were wrapping up, Lushoba. A big Oh, apology. sorry. I just want to know one thing, Lushoba. I just want to know one thing. Who ate your dinner? Ish, ate you guys. It? A big apology mm. to Paul. Let, let's let's do conversations. Like you're, you're starving. Who ate the dinner? Because Paul is food. <laughs> anyway, guys, a big apology to Paul. Um, if he's tripped, if he's fell off, fallen off a cliff by now, I don't know how don't many apologize. Let him have go. been thrown at him. You guys, I just feel bad. Be- He's even got a in his head. But anyway, you know, may, like may, he walk, may he walk under a long tree and may Katu slap his bald head. <laughs> if I was in the UK, you know, I'd accidentally drop my ice cream Sorry, on his guys, 2000 uh, pounds. Uh, are we done? Are we done with the recording? Friday night conversations. 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 Deb's last but not least. Hit it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we get a proper take of this? <laughs> Just one time. All right, let's try it. Let's try it. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. Let's go. Friday night. What am I supposed to do? Conversation. Conversation. You see, you're supposed to say conversation. Yes, right. Deborah. But it's like the way we're Friday night conversations. Mm-hmm. Conversations. 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 China car.